Welcome back to the Trauma-Informed Herbalist Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Elizabeth Guthrie, and today we're going to be finishing up our discussion on aromatherapy and trauma. These two episodes have been a relatively brief overview. And my next book that's coming out this next year in 2023 is called Trauma and Essential Oils. And in it, I dig deeper into the emotional and physical ways that the essential oils can support somebody who's been through trauma. Aromatherapy is such a fascinating field that it's been really hard to distill this conversation into just 40 minutes. But never fear, because season two will parallel the second book. So we'll get to dig even deeper into all of this at that point. For today, I want to spend a few minutes discussing how we might start to choose oils for ourselves when we need some support, especially in light of the vagus nerve and the polyvagal system. And then I want to talk for a little bit about how I, it's almost Pavlovian in nature, but how I use certain scents to help me get into a more relaxed state. There's a way to kind of train your brain to smell that scent and immediately feel very relaxed. And then I'm going to share with you seven oils that I have found to be very, very helpful for many of my clients who are dealing with trauma. As always, I will caveat that you need to do a little bit of research into safety and precautions to make sure that it fits your specific situation. And if the oils that I am mentioning don't work for you, that's okay. I'm just mentioning a few in a very brief period of time. There are so many more oils out there and you can take some time to learn about them and find things that work well for you. Remember, just because something works really well for several people doesn't mean that you're broken if it doesn't work for you. It just means that you need to adjust, need to pivot, and find something else a little bit different. All right. So remember that the polyvagal theory describes three states. You have your ventral vagal state where everything is calm and connected. You're alert and aware, but you're also able to stay relaxed and within a pretty good reason of control of how you feel. And then you have your dorsal vagal state. This is where the freeze response comes into play. So if you're under a certain level of stress, sometimes it can cause you to freeze. And of course, people can be chronically in this state where any amount of stress immediately sends them into a kind of a dissociation or a freeze response. And then you have your sympathetic state, which is your fight or flight. This is where a lot of people are where they feel more jittery. They're very jumpy. They may become agitated at little things. The, the least bit of inconvenience makes you feel agitated. That's very sympathetic nervous system state. And if somebody is actively in trauma and they're going into the sympathetic state and then if it becomes to that point of feeling that they don't have any control over the situation anymore and their body kind of goes into the I can't response. So sympathetic is more I can, right? And dorsal vagal is more I can't. Then in that situation, a lot of the times you need relaxing oils no matter what. So in acute situations where somebody's actively dealing with trauma, if you're somebody who has kind of a go kit ready and you want to have something on hand, maybe like for me, when I was at 911 Dispatch, it was helpful to have certain oils for relaxation and things like that. Having those relaxing, soothing oils is usually going to be a very good choice for those scenarios. But once we've gotten past the, the acute trauma phase, as it were, once we've gotten past the events that were creating the trauma, 
and we find ourselves in that chronic trauma response state where there's unresolved trauma that's creating these feelings, sometimes relaxation oils might be too much and you might actually need oils that have a more uplifting, energizing feel. So again, a lot of this is caveated by you have to try them out for yourself and see how you feel. But generally what I do is if somebody is in the sympathetic activation and that's where they're living in that fight or flight state, I'm going to choose mostly relaxing oils for them. But the oils that have a little bit more sedating properties, I may balance out with something that has a little bit more of a stimulating or energizing feel. Generally, relaxing oils are good, right? Because you're if you're in that heightened state, you're tensed up, you're ready for action. Sometimes being able to relax down can help to soothe that. The caveat is, is that a small group of people, when they begin to feel relaxed and a little bit sedated, their body starts to fight against that because it feels like they're losing control. And so if you've had that in the past where you've tried an oil and at first you start to feel relaxed, but then it kind of makes you feel anxious because you feel like you're losing a little bit of a control, maybe go back and pair a relaxing oil with something that has a little bit more of an energizing feel. So something like maybe lavender with sweet orange and see if that makes a difference. So again, generally sympathetic state, I'm thinking relaxation oils. But then if somebody finds themselves regularly in the dorsal vagal state, if you find yourself being a little bit more spacey, not really able to get moving on things, very frozen, or even maybe a little bit of dissociation, that kind of thing, then generally energizing oils can be helpful. I find that energizing oils are mostly helpful, but every once in a while, they're not going to work and you really need more relaxing oils. And this is if you have a bit of a fight or flight response before you go into the sympathetic state. So if you're somebody who goes straight into the freeze response and you find yourself just unable to move, you're staring at the wall and it's an immediate thing when you're presented with stress, then the energizing oils can help you to refocus and start moving again. But if you find yourself beforehand having almost like a, 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 a little fight or flight blip before you go into the freeze response, then it might be better for you to try a relaxing oil. See how all of this is a little bit nuanced and depending on what you've got going on, the general statements of relaxing oils for sympathetic and energizing oils for dorsal vagal may or may not work for your situation. And that's why I encourage you to experiment, feel the different scents, see how you enjoy them when you're smelling them. When I say feel the scents, I mean when you are smelling them, directly notice how it makes your body feel. Find the ones that help you to get those glimmers of the ventral vagal state. And what I've loved is helping people find a scent that is unattached to a specific memory, but they like the scent. And then we can take that and begin to use it at the end of meditation or maybe at the end of a yoga practice when you come out of Shavasana and you're feeling very good or maybe even having it in an inhaler specifically for those moments where you're noticing the ventral vagal glimmers and smelling that oil in those moments where you almost begin to train your brain to notice that scent and associate it with 
good memories associated with the feeling of being in the ventral vagal state. And this can be done with individual oils, it can be done with blends, there's all kinds of ways to get really creative with playing with this. And with the time we have remaining, I want to introduce you to seven of the essential oils that I find to be really helpful for people. And this is not an exhaustive list. If you go and get a copy of my book, The Trauma-Informed Herbalist, I actually speak about several other oils that can be very helpful. I just wanted to take time today to talk a little bit more in depth about these seven. And you can't talk about emotionally healing oils without starting off with lavender. There's just no way. Lavender is an amazing option for many people. This oil has so many soothing, um, relaxing properties to it. There are several chemicals within lavender that make it particularly useful to help to calm the central nervous system. And we see it as a relaxing and somewhat sedative oil. I find it extremely helpful if you're overthinking, if there's a storm raging around you. That's kind of my phrase on that is when the storm rages around, reach for lavender. The situations like this, lavender can be very helpful, very soothing. And for many people, it's irreplaceable, but not for everyone. As a matter of fact, I have a friend who is very bothered by the scent of lavender. So if you're hearing me talk about it and you're like, oh, I hear this all the time, lavender's so great, but lavender's not for me, there are other options such as rosewood that might be a better fit. While rosewood tends to be a little bit more costly, it does have similar benefits and can be a helpful alternative if you find lavender to not be to your liking. Next on my list is the restorative feel of bergamot. Bergamot has an uplifting feel. I love to use it, especially some, when someone has some brain fog, and especially when that brain fog comes along with bitterness, resentment, or anger. Bergamot really has kind of a releasing feel to it that I think you find to be helpful when you're trying to let go of things. And notice, I'm not suggesting let go and be at peace and never fight for justice. There are ways to let go of the emotional hurt while also still retaining the need to fight for justice. And I feel bergamot gives us that. It gives us energy. It gives us clarity. But at the same time, it keeps us from being consumed by feelings that might make it difficult for us to completely heal from our traumas. And what I have found is that the more healing I'm able to get for myself, the easier it is for me to advocate for others who need support. And bergamot gives us that energy to release while also getting focused and ready to help others and to move forward into a world that is a better place for everybody. Next on my list for today is palmarosa. Palmarosa is a great burnout oil. So somebody has just gone on for way too long and they feel like they're at a point where they can no longer adapt, they can no longer pivot. But you may have been listening to my podcast and you may say, man, this sounds great. If I had any energy to do it, cool. But like, I don't have the energy to figure it out. I don't have the energy to keep moving forward. Palmarosa helps to give us that, that, that feeling of resilience and the capacity to move forward. I think it's important to recognize that when we find things that can help us to build resilience, 
we must take advantage of that and allow ourselves to rest where we can. Rest is important. Rest is not prioritized. Our culture does not recognize it as a necessity. But Palmarosa gives us permission to rest. She gives us permission to move forward into a new set of habits that prioritizes rest when we are able to do so. Next up is sweet orange. Sweet orange helps to release nervous tension while also uplifting and energizing the spirit. It has a very balancing effect. I find that many people like it in a blend. I think because the citrusy type oils like lemon and orange kind of have that feeling of clean refreshment, many people really enjoy it. It blends well with a lot of different oils, so it really makes for a great addition to almost any blend. And it has a lot of relaxing, soothing properties that allow you to calm feelings of anxiousness while at the same time staying a little bit more energized. I really have gotten to where I use a blend of lavender, sweet orange, and spearmint for a lot of situations. It's really almost kind of my signature blend at this point, and I find that it's very helpful. It's very soothing and balancing, and I like spearmint better than peppermint. The carvone in spearmint tends to make it a lot more relaxing and soothing, So especially for me with my tendency to get into a sympathetic nervous system state with that fight or flight, spearmint tends to be a little bit more soothing and calming when compared to peppermint. But more about those two oils in a moment. Sweet orange is very helpful because of the citrusy components. D-limonene especially has very anxiety reducing effects. And sweet orange may be an oil that you want to consider if you're looking for a digestive support blend, especially if you have like anxious tummy problems, may be very helpful there. And as I mentioned, we're going to talk about both peppermint and spearmint, but peppermint is also very good for digestive support blends, especially when somebody has anxiety or other emotions that can create digestive related symptoms. Peppermint is antispasmodic and is really helpful when somebody's dealing with a lot of stress that's creating tension, headaches, and things of that nature. As we know, after you've been through a traumatic episode, there are many different ways for the emotions to manifest in in the aftermath while you're trying to process. One of those emotions very commonly is anger. And I love being able to put peppermint into a blend for somebody when that is the emotion that they're expressing. When they say, you know, I just think about it and it just makes me angry or I'm very irritable. Peppermint tends to be one of my go-tos for those situations. But some people find peppermint a little bit too energetically stimulating. And so I like to turn to its half-sister spearmint. I mentioned spearmint earlier when we were talking about the lavender, sweet orange, and spearmint blend that I like to make. And I love it because it holds a lot more of the cooling energy. Now, peppermint is cooling, but it has a diffusive effect, which is where that kind of warming sensation comes from. And that has to do with the menthol content of peppermint. On the other hand, spearmint has a lot of carvone and delimonene in it, which makes it a lot more soothing, sweet, kind of relaxing, cooling feel. Most scientific research has been focused on peppermint, but I hope to see more on spearmint in the next few years because people are beginning to realize 
This is a very underrated oil and there's a lot of good benefits we could be gaining from it. And the last oil that I want to talk about is Lang Lang. And I am the worst about wanting to call it Ylang Ylang. Um, forgive me, I have no idea why that's stuck, but it's, it's almost like a hooked on phonics thing where I desperately want to call it that. So I really love Lang Lang because it's a great substitute for Jasmine. It has similar energetic balancing effects and emotional balancing effects. So we see it really helpful if somebody's feeling too jittery, it can help them to relax. But then if somebody's feeling a little spacey, it can help bring their energy levels back up so that they're able to better focus. I love adding Lang Lang to a blend as somebody starts to see some of that healing. So it's one of those that it can be helpful when you're first dealing with things, but if you're already starting to see some success, you're already starting to get into that ventral vagal state a little more frequently, you can add some into your blend and it helps make it a little bit easier to find joyful moments, especially joyful moments that don't have caveats. Sometimes it can just feel like we've got happy things that are happening, but there's almost like an emotional anchor weighing us down that doesn't quite allow us to fully open up to the experience. So Lang Lang can be very good for that. So there you have it. Lavender, bergamot, palmarosa, sweet orange, peppermint, spearmint, and Lang Lang. Notice these all mostly fall into kind of the floral, citrusy, and minty scents. Now that doesn't mean that there aren't good woody, earthy, and spicy type scents that could be helpful as well. These just happen to be some of the main go-tos that I use when I'm working with people to begin with. There's lots of room for experimentation and intuitive nudges as long as you're doing it within some safety boundaries and making sure that you're using oils in appropriate dilutions if you're using them topically and of course inhaling them appropriately and stopping anything that starts to make you uncomfortable. Inevitably, I am asked, what is my favorite grounding oil? That oil is patchouli. It supports the root chakra. It's relatively inexpensive. And if somebody has symptoms that are reminiscent of adrenal fatigue, that's where I like to start. So adrenal fatigue is not a real diagnosis. It's more a way to describe a certain set of symptoms that don't have, it's kind of almost a subclinical imbalance. It's not something that would be diagnosed as anything but clearly there's something going on where the stress hormones are, are coursing throughout your body more frequently. Sometimes people are struggling to, they'll feel very fatigued and exhausted throughout the day. And then they may feel really wide awake at night. And bergamot, lavender, and patchouli can be a fantastic grounding and soothing option for mid to late afternoon to help to reset everything and bring yourself back into a place where you're going to be ready for bed come bedtime. It's great for spacey feelings. It has a very, like I said, just very grounding, focusing effect. So that's your bonus oil for today, as patchouli is by far one of my favorite grounding oils. Thanks for listening today. Next episode, we're going to tackle flower essences. Flower essences are very similar to homeopathic substances, they're more energetic medicine than anything else, and I love them so much because, as you know, first and foremost, I was an energy healer who just happened to be around herbs. So definitely, it's my favorite discussion topic, 
We're going to talk about some of the more common Bach flower essences. And then I'm going to talk about making your own flower essences and playing with the different essences that you have available. Thanks again for listening and I'll catch you in the next episode.